Every year, millions of pigs move safely on Manitoba's highways to their destination, led by dedicated haulers. In February 2019, the federal government began the process to change many of the regulations that govern the safe transportation of animals. These changes focus on fitness for transport requirements, shipping manifests, training for drivers, and feed water rest timelines. The regulations are in force today after some delays in enforcement brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, we'll speak with Manitoba Pork's Mark Finn, who's going to walk us through these changes, what they mean for producers, and how they are going to be enforced going forward. I'm Danielle Delinick, and this is Chop Talk. Welcome to the show. We have Mark Finn here as well as Joey um, co-hosting. So I guess uh, let's just start off with why should producers care about the changes and and just the transport regulations in general? Sure, yeah. So the new transport regulations, well, they're not as new anymore really, but anyways, the uh, new transport regulations uh, were, were published in 2019 um, with an enforcement date uh, in, in early 2020. Um, that being said, uh, there, was an, uh, you know, there was an allowance, basically a two-year grace period after that point into early 2022, where some of the regulations um, um, were going to be enforced, I guess, at that time. So examples of that would be some of the paperwork recommend, or, um, regulations um, that were coming in, some of the paperwork requirements. And so, uh, and then also we got to remember the pandemic uh, that happened and, and that kind of delayed kind of enforcement on some of these things. But basically the reason that producers need to care about it now is because um, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, CFIA, um, is looking to enforce some of those uh, regulations uh, a little bit more uh, now. And and so stuff like the paperwork or whatever needs to be uh, paid special attention to. But there's other changes as well that we'll go into. Okay, so as a producer, um, what what does that look like for me, um, that increased in enforcement? Sure. So CFIA has particular presence at um, the, you know, federal packing plants and, and assembly yards, um, and they have, uh, you know, in, in enforcement powers um, to do anything with, uh, the, you know, loading, transport, unloading of animals as well as slaughter. And so anywhere in that continuum, including, um, you know, on the road, uh, there's the possibility of CFIA enforcement. So it's, impo- it's, it's important um, to make sure you have, uh, you know, your, all your I's dotted and T's crossed. Okay. Um, and I can't remember if you mentioned it, but, but the CFIA, that means this is like a federal regulation, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's a national federal uh, regulation as well. There's, I mean, there's regulations um, that are provincially specific as well that, that, you know, are fairly close to the federal regulations, but, but yep. Okay. Um, And what, you know, if you, if you get caught, you know, breaking these regulations or, or uh, doing something you're not supposed to, um, what can happen or what do we need to be aware of? Um, what are the penalties? Sure, yeah. Like, those range quite uh, dramatically, right? Like um, for very minor infractions like paperwork infractions, um, like you could expect to see um, potentially a written notice um, to start just to make you aware that you're not in compliance, I guess, with the uh, with all the laws. 
Um, but um, up from there, I mean, you're looking at some uh, monetary penalties, like financial penalties for some of this stuff, um, especially if you're a repeat offender for, for some of the things, like if you're, you know, transporting a compromised, unfit pig um, improperly and that sort of stuff. I mean, you can see hefty financial penalties and, and, and depending on the nature of the situation, I mean, they could even press charges. And so um, you need to be very aware of, of what, what those rules are and make sure that you're in compliance with them and, and yeah, focus on those things. And of course, these aren't different for, say, uh, independent or colony producer producers versus um, more of the large-scale operations, right? This goes for anyone, any truck um, that is transporting hogs. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, there's there's some minor, well, not minor stuff, but like some, some extra expectations for commercial uh, haulers, um, such as Steve's Livestock, for example. Um, there'd be extra expectations as far as making sure they have a training program in place and records that they're actually providing training. Um, but, uh, but all drivers are supposed to be aware of the regulations, competent at the roles they do, everyone involved, I guess, in, in the decision to transport or the decision and process to transport animals, um, needs to be aware of these things. And, and yeah, it's, it's applied to all people transporting pigs and other livestock. Okay. So anybody can get a warning, anybody could get a fine, and that's why we need to really be aware. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So speaking of being aware, uh, let's talk about what these changes are. So um, maybe let's start with uh, fitness for transport and we can go from there. Sure, yeah. So when we talk about fitness for transport, we're really talking about doing an assessment of all animals um, before um, they're loaded onto onto a trailer. Um, So we're looking to make sure that they're actually fit to be able to withstand the the journey ahead that they have. Um, So that differs depending on the journey too, right? So some animals might be able to deal with like a shorter journey in ideal conditions where other animals or like where they might not be able to deal with say a longer one in, in, in extreme weather or something like that. Um, but yeah, so, and there's also like within there, there's compromised animals and unfit animals A compromised animals requires special measures to be transported. Um, and, uh, so stuff like, you know, isolating them on transport, that's a requirement for, uh, for, for compromised animals and loading them last, unloading them first, those sorts of things, just to make sure they're better protected during transport and not treated like every other animal. Um, whereas unfit animals really should never uh, be loaded or must never be loaded onto a, a trailer because they they can't withstand the transport, um, like and it, it impacts their um, their well being. And so, I mean, generally these uh, well these regulations are meant to protect the the well being of the animals, and so that that's the reason that they're in place. Okay, so have there been any changes to uh, what is a compromised animal uh, that producers need to be aware of? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think in the past, there's a lot of belief in that, you know, for example, like um, uh, a a lame pig or whatever, like, you know, to be considered unfit, a lot of people thought you had to be like three-legged lame or something like that, like full no weight on one leg or non-ambulatory as in they won't even get up. Um, but now, um, you know, the regulations focus, uh, more heavily, I guess, on like, is this animal experiencing pain and it doesn't want to walk and we're having to like, um, coax it along or something like that. So there's, there's a change in that. So anything that's like kind of exhibiting that level of pain shouldn't be loaded. Um, as far as compromised animals for that sort of thing or whatever, it's kind of the same as what it was before, but. Um, there's also been further uh, clarification, I guess, on on hernias. Um, the same kinds of, uh, you know, uh, the same rules apply as what would apply before for an unfit, um, uh, an unfit pig by definition of hernia. But 
but now, you know, something that's like a bigger hernia potentially um, that, uh, you know, that is, is swings while the pig walks is bigger than six inches around or like, you know, in, in diameter sort of thing. Now we consider that compromised. And the reason that we have that in place is because there's a chance of that actually um, bursting open if it's with the rest of the pigs or something like that. And so we need to think, I guess, about those things and what could happen on transport. And so, again, they're, we're just trying to protect the animals that are being transported. Okay, so what you're saying basically is, um, using the example of the hernias, now if you have that six-inch diameter hernia, it's compromised and needs to be isolated on a truck or other special measures in place when transporting. Not that it can't be, but it needs to be protected while in transport. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And I, I mean, like, I, I guess I should say too, that it's like a, most abattoirs won't accept, accept an animal like that anyways. Like it's not a good condition animal. And so um, if you recognize those things, I guess up front as well, it's it's often better to, to euthanize on farm instead of instead of transporting those animals um, just because of that risk. But but if they're, you know, if you are transporting, then yeah, the special measures, you know, extra straw, isolation from other animals, those sorts of things to protect them. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the regulatory changes around feed, water, and rest uh, when moving animals. Sure. Um, yeah, there's a, a change to kind of better align us actually with what um, the rules were uh, in, or the rules are in the United States as far as the length of time that animals can be in transport. And so um, the limit now um, that animals can go, or that pigs can go specifically without um, having feed, water, and rest provided is, is 28 hours. So um, doesn't really affect Manitoba producers too much because we're not really doing that length of journey. Like the vast majority of our journeys are, you know, under four hours or something on transport. So, um, but, but it is something to consider. And, you know, if there's, uh, if, if you're transporting for over the, uh, that length of time, for some reason, the animals need to be rested and need to provide, it'd be provided with feed and water along the trip. So. And a part of that also comes with changes to the paperwork and how we record those things. Do you want to maybe speak to some of the changes with the manifests? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, the, the amount of information required on the manifest is now longer and it actually, the federal manifests uh, or the, the federal requirements for manifests is actually expanded because it didn't, the federal requirements didn't actually require a manifest for in-province um, transportation before. That, that was a requirement through through the Manitoba regulations, but not through the federal regulations. But now it's every, uh, you know, any transport of, uh, of livestock through um, through or within or out or moving out of Canada. Um, so there's a start. But no, they, you know, we started including more information like mm-hmm. how long is the journey when animals were loaded, when animals are unloaded or whatever, so that there's that. Um, continuity and and we we have proof provided that the animals haven't been transported longer they're supposed to. Um, another example in there is a requirement to write down what the space allowance is on the transport so that we know that the animals are being stocked at a you know a proper density to be able to protect their well-being and transport as well. Okay, so producers coming from a producer standpoint need to be aware um, of of their manifest requirements. Um, and not necessarily rely on the abattoirs and, um, and other facilities and companies on providing the correct manifest. Is, is that right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I work with a number of different companies that, um, that you know, have sent me copies of their manifest and asked me, um, is this in compliance with the federal uh, regulations, which... Um, 
in fairness, it's pretty, they're pretty direct on the CFIA web pages about what is actually required on there. So it's not that hard to go and check that stuff. But, um, but yeah, no, like it's, it's important, like the producers and the transporters that are shipping should be aware of what's required on those manifests. Um, and, uh, you can't necessarily just trust what the, the other companies provide you now. Now, Manitoba Pork, you know, is, is really trying to help provide clarification on those things through, you know, our extension person, a version of the manifest, working with those companies to make sure we fill in the gaps on those things. And so um, we're trying to provide, you know, guidance to our producers to make sure that they, you know, it's as easy as possible for them to know what the uh, expectations are for, for the paperwork. Okay, perfect. So someone can reach out to Manitoba Pork um, mm-hmm. and, and get that information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they can they can call in and we can make sure you get that information provided. And like I said, it's like we, you know, if you provide copies of the manifest you're using, like you're not trying to recreate work or anything like that. We obviously have templates available to make it easy so you can use those. But if you do have your own particular manifest, we can also take a look at that and, and make sure that's compliant too. Great. Are there any changes regarding training or competency of, of transporters? I mean, there's some like further clarification, I would say, like, I mean, the training aspect, um, I mean, it made it very clear that commercial carriers such as Steve's Livestock um, requires all of their staff that are involved in in the, the process of transporting animals. All of them have to be trained and have training records. Um, there needs to be a program in place sort of thing. But um, I mean, there's clarification on, on competency and what's involved there. But I mean, the truth of the matter is, is like, you know, there's always been the expectation that people involved in transporting animals are competent at, at what they do. And, and we have great numbers as far as number of, you know, animals like that, are, you know, arrive in, in good, good health. Like we, we transport so many animals and we, we have, uh, you know, very good proof basically to say that we're competent in that. So you've talked a little bit about what these regulations do in terms of, you know, protecting the animals, animal care, that kind of thing. Um, but maybe talk a little bit more about that. Um, what, why sort of strengthen these regulations? Like what, is, what does that do when you're talking to the producer? Yeah, I mean, again, like the outcome is, is you know, animals arriving at their destination in, you know, good health and as good of health as when they are loaded and that sort of thing. And so, I mean, I think it's just, there's just been a bit more clarification, I guess, around those things and expectation. Um, you know, I think there was more than a decade's worth of, uh, decades worth of consultation on updating these regulations and stuff too. And so, um you know, I think I think what was included does improve animal welfare, and I think we should, you know, we 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 get behind that sort of stuff and uh, and you know follow it because it is better for the animals. So. Okay, um, and you were mentioning kind of the timeline of when these came into effect, these changes, and it seems to be a bit of a, a funny timeline, being quite a few years ago now, um, but n- you're saying that there are now greater enforcement. So can you maybe just review that timeline of, of, uh, of when they came into effect and, and the enforcement increases to date? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the regulations were first published in February 2019, but in those it said that there's a, a full year until the, any of the regulations get enforced. So after release of that, 
Now, at that kind of year point, uh, so that's February 2020, at the year point, they said, okay, there was a consultation. They realized there's going to need to be additional grace period time to deal with stuff like the feed water rest requirements and the, um, and the paperwork requirements. And so there was an additional two years after that. That brings us to February 2022 um, of, uh, of, of coming to compliance with those things. And, and obviously, like the, the COVID pandemic um, lengthened, I guess, the amount of time and enforcement, right? There was less enforcement because of the you know covid restrictions and that sort of thing but now um but now cfia is is doing more enforcement um start like they've already started doing more enforcement and stuff so uh i just want to make sure our producers and transporters are well aware of that and 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 are ensuring they're in compliance with all the requirements so that no one gets dinged make sure everybody's prepared mm-hmm. <laughs> okay no that sounds great we're we're proving what that what we're doing is is what we're saying we're doing by by putting this on paper and making sure that we're able to to prove that we're following these requirements when asked. Um, is there any updates or anything coming down the pipeline to uh, that producers should be aware of or potentially to make things easier for producers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right in saying like the paperwork, we're proving what we're saying we're doing. It also proves that we actually own the pigs that are on our trailer. So that was one of the initial purpose of having manifest too, to, to ensure you weren't cattle wrangling. <laughs> Anyways, that's another story. But um, but yeah, we we recognize that like, you know, there's a lot of requirements, um, like paperwork requirements, and there is redundancy um, in, in complete fairness. Like some some shipments are requiring... Um, produced to fill out, you know, a company ship, uh, like shipping manifest, as well as like a supplemental to cover their own federal regulatory requirements. And then in addition to that, doing a pig trace movement report afterwards there. So there's three pieces of, uh, you know, like paperwork there um, to to get those submitted. And, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of paperwork myself. And I so I completely empathize with the people that are having to do that stuff. Um, And we're trying to make things easier as much as possible. And so um, one of the projects that we have uh, coming up this, you know, this year in 2024 is, is um, working on developing an electronic manifest. Um, and, and what that'll do is it'll, for one, it'll help to like self-populate or, or pre-populate some of the information about, uh, about uh, you know, sites and uh, that sort of thing. So there's uh, some things that producers don't need to fill out. Um, on top of that, like you only have to fill out each piece of information once, each piece of data once, you know, what your space allowance is or whatever it is or when your, you know, your loading time is. And then it can provide, you know, it, the output could provide to, you know, the company you're shipping to or your federal requirements or your pick trace movement. It can, it can basically do all of that in one. And all you have to do is fill it out once. And again, it can pre-populate a bit. So we're developing that electronic manifest and, and hope that's launched by the end of the year. Great. That sounds like it'll be uh, a relief. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it'll be a game changer. It'll be better for paperwork, better for producers. It'll be better for our traceability system too. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to that launching. Okay, great. All right. Well, before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else you would like to add or Joey, any other questions you had? No, I have got nothing else. Yeah. It's a good conversation. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here, Mark. And uh, if any producers have any questions, I'm sure they can reach out. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. Chop Talk is a Manitoba Pork production. Produced and edited by me, Joey Dearborn. Hosted by me, Danielle Deliniak, and Rhea Taranishi. Music by Buxton Road. 
take it away, guys. 